0: I don't know why I believe this these days, but I think that's a belief I have right now, I'm working with. I believe that it's a good practice for us to to open the eyes a little bit and uh, just see if we can be uh, present to, I don't know, breath, belly, as the eyes are open. I feel, I don't know if it's true for you, just check out if it's true, but often we abandon ourselves when we open the eyes when we open the eyes with people around we might abandon ourselves even more you know and can there be some kind of something about faithfulness staying faithful to the experience of, the, of this body aware that there's a being here in the middle of this you know of all this there's a this being that is happening beingness I don't know what to call it but just a uh, um, sensitive to that, so even from now, you know mm-hmm. like uh, there 's going to be a bunch of uh, things being said see if if as a, to play with you know as an exercise or like can you actually re- keep some percentage of your attention on the fact that there's a there's a, a living sensitive system here. I think a lot of the feelings of disconnection we have or lack or confusion fragmentation comes from not being there with that aware of that uh, system that is here you know bypassing it abandoning it not considering it you know we shoving ourselves right and left during the day go there do that do that be there like always supposed to be somewhere else uh, maybe and this is another practice to say, like, oh, I'm going to stay present to this here. When if somebody's talking to me or at me, I'll, I'll stay here, connected here. It's, I think we're talking about integrity, you know? And then the capacity to also uh, resonate, to feel what's actually happening. Intuition is also a part of that. You know, being able to see what do I... What's my opinion? How do I feel about this, you know? I want to develop a sensitivity that allows me to feel that that feels right when it's being said. How am I going to answer this demand, expectation, judgment, uh, idealization? Yes! (laughs) Anyway, if it resonates, if you want to play with this, Uh, here, now, today, or at another time, as you're walking back to uh, the subway or the car, or as you're meeting somebody tonight, or not meeting anybody, (laughs) meeting the TV, that could be a good idea to see if you can be there also, that the TV has the right to be there and to say things (coughs) loudly, (coughs) and entertainfully. (laughs) And could I also be there? that I don't feel abandoned, disconnected lust after when I shut it down. You know. I can't think of who. It. It's not Joseph Goldstein, the other
1: one, not Sharon
0: Salzberg? Jack? Jack Horthia yeah. quotes this, Mr. So-and-so is a line from a book lived a short distance from his body. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. I don't know if it's, it's, it's from him book. or from something he reads. Yeah, that's that's often...
2: That we're not...
0: Yes. Do you recognize this for yourself? I'm getting better at being in, in the Yeah, great. But sometimes feel does it f- how does it feel when you're there inside when there's a presence? It's not always pleasant. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we want to <laughs> check out <being> of <laughs> Yes. Oh, la la. But also it's a nice field for the birth of compassion, I think. That's that's always how I feel it, you know? If the con- if I check in here and it's easeful uh, or something, then it seems like it's the doorway to joy. Like, oh, we're doing good. D- didn't even know, you know, <laughs> before checking <laughs> in. It's good in there, you know? And if it's a little uh, heavy or murky or um, prick, prickly, I don't know, there's words in English so, so many words it's good
3: to know that anyway
0: so we don't act so not to act, act it out yeah and when I find from you when I find that it's not so easeful in there, it's uncomfortable in some ways it's, I, I like the the possibility for compassion to be there <gasps> not easy being Pascal. Mm. Oh, Pascal, is confused. It's not happening how he wants it. He doesn't know what's going on. You know, feels fragmented. Or you know, then I can be with that. I don't have to bypass it or judge it or just accompany. Mm. So I'm returning from a from a, a trip. A, a, a teaching trip and I'm just saying this to intre- introduce a little bit what I'm going to talk about because sometimes uh, I feel what, what happens when I come back here is uh, so I'll share a few things that uh, struck struck me touched mm-hmm. me on the, on the travels and the practice with people so there was many many hours of practice in different forms um, some Extremely lucky for that, um, and yeah, I think it's a good way to share the teachings. Also, to tell stories about what happened on the path, on the track, on the in the field. So, <laughs> so, uh, um, so I was invited. One of the things I found myself in is that there was um, a panel and um it was a it's um it's um centre de réinsertion sociale it's uh, there's there's a perfect expression for this in english i just don't know it right now but uh, social uh, reintegration. yeah social reintegration center in lausanne in switzerland that yeah. some of the people who founded it and work there I uh, come to retreats and stuff, and they said, Pascal, would you come to uh, to uh, give a few different things, you know, workshop for um, uh, a bunch of the clientele? I think is uh, are people c- um, uh, coming out of detox, and they come to do uh, art therapy, and so there's poetry, and I talked to the people participating in and offering the the. The, the services, and it's really beautiful, uh, beautiful work. So I talked with somebody who's um, doing poetry. He's is, is, is a, is a literature teacher at the University of uh, Geneva, but also works there, as a, teaches poetry, to, does poetry with people. It was very beautiful what he was saying, like how for him it meant so much to work there, what a the privilege it was to be with people uh, doing poetry there and the beautiful things that were coming out. People do paintings. Th- there's also meditation, yoga, and all the, the things. <coughs> but one night, uh, they uh, they organized a panel, and the panel was on, uh, the theme was on uh, listening and dialogue. Listening and dialogue with the body, the heart, we could say, and um, and uh, matter. And it fits really well there. Kind of uh, what they do, because they work with m- you know paint and brushes and maybe doing sculpting and, and things so, and so when they work also with the heart and the, and the body, and they invited in the panel um, there was one woman, um, Monica Sal, she's uh, very known and respected uh, uh, around there locally. She's a, a physiotherapist, but she's, um, she, uh, she happens to be blind. And she has an amazing sensitivity to body, body energy. I think she's also an acupuncturist, if I'm not mistaken. And she does singing with people, choir work, and movement. She's a trip. She was re- It was really... Uh, I'm, is it a good way to say it? You are yes. perfect. Yeah, I really loved listening to her. She blew my mind in a couple of ways. You know, like, okay, uh, I have work to do. You know, like, I, yeah, she was pointing in areas of... Uh, Research. That's how I, maybe I see this. And uh, so she was there in the panel, and in a way she was in, invited to talk about listening and dialogue with the body. Yeah. I was representing the mind, <laughs> 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 For the, some fun, funky mind. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, listening and dialoguing, you know, like studying the, the heart and psyche mind, and. Uh, but of course, all these are, you know, they, but the kind of basic thought of the organizer was like, oh, and let's invite a sculpture, sculpt, sculptor. Um, uh, his name is uh, Eve Dana, and you could go and see his work. His amazing work, he works with um, rock, like huge pieces of wor- rocks. And so the relationship, dialogue, listening to matter, and uh, I'm telling you all this story to come to it. one little thing that was said that uh, really, I really enjoyed hearing. I mean, there was many things said that evening that, that were rich. I uh, felt very lucky to be l- hearing about people who have been listening for decades to body or matter, you know, and, and what it means to them. And, uh, and so uh, Eve at some point was saying, So I think somebody asked, why Ruck? Because you've worked with uh, plastic, and you've worked with metal, but for a few decades now, we, we see your work, you've been with rocks. Why why rocks? And he was saying, you know how we are, human being when we go to the side of the ocean or a river and there's a rock, how there's something in us that wants to touch, wants to touch it, you know, and mm-hmm. find one rock and hold it, and children do that, you know, and, and uh, you were saying, so I think that's, that's the kind of genesis of it for me. That's where all my years of work starts from wanting to touch something. And, and so for him, he was saying, for me, when I touch this, it takes me to another scale. So I kind of, my little life, you know, is so like a few decades. But the rock, I have a sense, is a deeper kind of time. You know, it's, Geological time is is vast it's millions and millions of years, and so there 's a meeting there with something that is kind of ageless or that is in relationship with the stars and the big bang and the and so there's there's something that's that's part of what 's happening that i 'm drawn to rock again and he was saying also that in terms of dialogue he says that 's not rock doesn't uh, uh, doesn't uh, converse uh, easily. It's, it's like, <laughs> you know, to have a conversation with, like, and exchange and Like, you need huge tools, you know, and you can see uh, on videos on YouTube, his uh, is workshop, you know, and st- massive tools and how he moves the rocks. And if he just wants to do like this, you know, <laughs> to do something. Like, you have half an hour to turn the thing on the side, you know. and But uh, he was saying... So there's something universal, something like such relationship with nature. And when you said that, um, that's what I wanted to relate here. Is uh, like uh, the, uh, there was an enthusiasm in me that I was sitting there. I was like, "Wow, it's the same with meditation. I, I see, it's the same thing." And I said it because that's a panel, and that's why we're <laughs> here for to make these links, you know. And so uh, I said this. I said this. T- to me, that's the same kind of uh, maybe ah is part of it, you know. S- uh, so I sit here, and there's the breath, and there's uh, attention being uh, listening itself. There's a, you know feeling of shame or loss that is there, agitation or quietness or benevolence. And to me, it's exactly the way you talk about rocks. I feel like I'm encountering things that are beyond Pascal. You know, their human nature, their nature. You know, when, when I read the text from uh, the documentation of the exchanges, the dialogues that the Buddha had 2,500 years ago, people talk about the same things that when I sit, I encounter. So they're not exactly totally mine. They, they're like the rock, you know, they belong to nature. And so sitting for me is, is this, is opening up to something a little bigger. And if I'm small, and it's not going to be very satisfying, if I'm like, oh, how's my technique? Am I supposed to be with the breath at the belly or at the nose? And I'm agitated. And if I'm at that level, at that scale, it's going to be a frustrating experience. But if I notice that there is a scatteredness, or confusion, and human beings experience this confusion. (laughs) Suddenly there's something about... It's an intimate encounter with something, I don't know if grandiose, big, 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 human nature. And so that's why I like to sit. I like to come there because it gets me out of little Pascal. You know, I've been stuck with little Pascal all day long. I'm fascinated <laughs> with little Pascal and what Pascal has said and should have said and would have said if and will say and will he say and will he remember, you know, and all this is very, and that scale is small, it's contracted, it's oppressive. I don't know if you recognize something in there. And, you know, and, you know follow dominant culture, we can spend our whole life there. You know, and believe strongly, like clinging. That's the expression from the Buddha. You know, cling to it, to that version of life. And, you know, how do I compare and compete? And, and how, what's my value? You know, and, and stuck there in that little version of life. And sitting here, and maybe that's uh, in time, in practice, that's what I've seen open up, you know. Honey, it's not personal. You're watching the big movements, oceanic, volcanic, <laughs> uh, thermic, uh, you know, movements of the human heart, you know? And, and that... So there's a change of view. Huh? So in meditation, there's the technique itself. That's, you know, one aspect of it. But there's also the view. The understanding, the vision, the wise view—it's called it. uh, You know, the Buddha talked a lot about this wise view, and so that's also extremely important. So when we practice, we have to check this out. You know, what what am I doing here? You know, like am I focusing, zeroing in on? I'm not doing right and all this, or am I recognizing the movements of uh, the human heart? You know, and in that some liberation that can happen. Just liberation from little self, you know. Suddenly, this is humanity. This is it. This is exactly it. This is humanity. Et voila. You're in the midst of it. This is nature. This is it. Yeah. And that movement, I see it uh, in practitioners, you know, people uh, practicing how... At some point it happened. you cannot will it, but given the attention, at some point it has its own rules. But that switch of uh, vision, view, point of view, understanding, happens. And um, a couple of weeks ago, somebody who came, a woman who came to retreat was describing this. I thought so well, and she was saying... uh, I don't know if it was like four days in a retreat where we were sitting like we w- just were, but all day long, you know, sit, walk, sit, walk from seven in the morning till nine at night. And she said the first day was like, I was exhausted. It was painful to be on that cushion or chair. It doesn't even matter. I tried everything, the bench, you know, <laughs> this, that, that, you know. But being in the silence, not being occupied, under occupation, preoccupied so much, and you know of av- making oneself available to actually feel life is often not an easy encounter, you know. And so she was saying, like, ah, "I'm sitting there, and it's achy, and then we go walk, and it's achy and waves of doubt, what am I doing here? You know there's nothing happening, It's only painful, you know, and sit walk. In the meantime, at another level, you know, there's nothing happening. We're just sitting there while people are cooking for us, you know. Like, you could say there's no, no challenge, really, you know. Can you sit a few minutes, walk a few minutes, sit a few minutes? There'll be, a, in the good cases, a really beautiful vegetarian meal will be served, you know. And in the afternoon, we'll just sit and listen to the snow falling or whatever is there, you know. But she was describing it as... as as many d- people do, as it, as it is often felt as v- being painful and confusing, and am I doing it right not? and not? And she said, first day was like that. Second day was pretty much like that too. <laughs> 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 and uh, and she said at the end of the last, the, uh, the at the end of the second day, there was the last sitting, maybe at eight thirty at night, after a day of sitting in silence like this. And she said, I was thinking, I can't possibly go back in this thing. My back is hurting, my lower back, my knees, you know, and, and I cannot be in silence for another half full half hour of nothing happening, you know, and, and suddenly a bell rings, you know. And, <laughs> and so she was saying this, and so this was uh, her thoughts, you know, like she was envisioning the half hour coming or 45 minutes coming like this, which is, I'll make a little uh, pause here just to uh, mention about practice. What I like about practice is how, um, how before practice, our thoughts are, seems to be a description of reality. Yeah? So she thinks this is going to be painful and mm-hmm. there's, no, there's no gap, there's no space in between. It's like fusion, mm-hmm. uh? One is fused with their thoughts, you know, identified, fused. My thought is reality. There's no, there's no space. It's uh, it's uh, it's stuck together. So it's uh, yeah. this word we looked for last time I was here. I think adhering, adherence, adhesion, adhesion. No, like scotch tape, like this. And so uh, believing uh, in in any thoughts. And so that's what she was doing. She was doing like us, human human being, uh, yeah, normal, y- habitual human beings do, un- unwise, untrained. See if that applies to you.
2: <laughs>
0: For me, when I'm not mindful, when I'm not wise, uh, any thoughts I have is it, you know? So I can think one minute, this is not gonna work, it's gonna be a big mess, I feel it as it is truth, you know. And two minutes later, oh know, I think it's going to be okay. Then that's that's the new belief, <laughs> you know. And suddenly somebody says something like, ah, oh, they're so nice. Eh? That's the belief. And then they'll say something else like, what? Why, why did they say that? <laughs> What's their intention? Are they they playing with me? You mm-hmm. know. And that's the new thought, you know. And I just keep believing. Show me any thought. I believe it. <laughs> you know, I just I'm, I'm a believer. <laughs> you know, and that's many of us. You know, we have a thought. It's a, suddenly we just believe. You know, and here we're learn. We're taught. Uh, maybe we could call it critical critical thinking. You know, hold on. It's not because there is a thought that is actually equate with reality. You know, it might be the expression of a mood. You know, there's a wave of doubt. Doubt. So you know, doubt arises. I'm not sure it's going to work. There's a comparing mood, so the mind compares. How am I doing, you know, with the other? The other is better than me, and suddenly that's how reality, you know, I'm born in that world. So anyway, she was born in a world where it was going to be painful, and... She, she did, So she described, and it's very beautiful the way she described it. She said, <laughs> and I came to do the sitting, maybe because of um, social pressure, you know. <laughs> There's 45 people on retreat, they're all going to the last sit. I don't really have a choice. I do, actually. Nobody is going to come and get me, but still, you know, I've been trained to be, I don't know, a good girl, you know, a good student, and so, you know. And so anyway, she came and she said, she said, there's something that happened that, um, the words she was using was like, it's uh, almost ordinary, but actually not at all. That's why I want to tell you about it. Like, but I don't know what you'll think about it, but for me it was, I'm putting my words, because it's been a few weeks, but kind of formidable or life-changing, life-altering, what we call insight, vipassana, uh, wisdom. And so... And she said, I'm, I don't know even how to say it, which to me as a teacher is that like, we're getting close to something here because if it's not conceptual, you know, the words are hard to put on it. We know it's, it was felt. We know it was mm-hmm. that kind of intelligence, mm-hmm. you know. And so she said, so Pascal, I was sitting there. It was, it was really painful to be in the body, ache, achy body, tensed, achy body, tensed. And then suddenly, my pain became, I'll translate it in English, my pain became the pain. My suffering became suffering. So, almost nothing. But then, like the bell ring, I couldn't move. I was sitting there, there was pain. You know, in French she said it went from ma douleur to la douleur. And she said then everything was fine. And the bell rang, everybody left, I stayed there, mind extremely quiet, body aching, but not so much my body. So do you see how In that moment, suddenly, she went from identification with body, with uh, relationship of aversion with what's there, you know, either fearing or hating what's what's there, resisting, having an opinion. All these layers of preferences, of maybe disappointment. You know, I've been signed up for this retreat months ago, and now this is what I get pain, you know, and (laughs) nonsense, you know, and, you know, no meaning, nothing, and and suddenly this switch of vision, because in actuality, like in the body, it seems like nothing changed. It's not like, oh, the pain went and I started flying in the air, you know, There (laughs) there was nothing like that, but the relationship was different to what was happening. This is the heart of meditation practice, the relationship to what's happening not so much what what is happening but the relationship to it and to me that's when suddenly there was the rock you know something opened up wow there's something bigger you know the big the pain the pain that is in things friction elemental you know volcanic pain earthquake pain you know that, that kind of and no, no uh, appropriation of this. Just a release of it. And allowing it to be. No demand. Nothing. And suddenly, it sounded the way she described it. was an experience of freedom. Freed. The Buddha happened to have said something like... Um, you know, promising or inviting us to find freedom from disease, old age, and death. Freedom from disease, old age, and death. Free, freedom from, free from, liberated from disease, old age, and death. That's quite something, no? As a <coughs> And so, to me, it points out that if if i'm if this is it like this, it's gonna come with disease, old age, and death you know there's no escaping it, so liberated from it seems to be talking about a change of point of view, like a change of perception mm. that it's gonna like my pain to suffering or pain is there and then that person seemed to be expressing exactly what the Buddha was talking about. She was liberated from pain. Yet, there was pain in the body there, but she was liberated from it. And, uh, and then she was saying, I'm so happy I came here. Like, I, I didn't know this was what I was going to discover. I didn't know that, which is another good sign, you know, because it's not preconceived idea coming here for a retreat, I want to get this you know, and I'm getting something complete I could not have imagined that this was what I would discover that suddenly would have so much value for me like I don't even want the pain not to be there it's, it's not about this, I don't care about this, it can be there or not, it's the quality of the presence that is holding what is happening wow, there's a big switch of view there I go from thinking, believing, that I must have what I want to be happy, to discovering that actually I might not have what I want. And maybe it's not that important. Maybe there's something else that I didn't know where freedom lies, or fulfillment of feeling full, complete, uh, end of fragmentation uh, happens. So that's, that's, to me, that's really deep. We don't have to believe this, but just go and check it out. To me, it shakes me to hear this. I'm like, hold on, you're shaking all my beliefs. I want to go check this out. Is that true? I'm going to have to listen. I'm going to have to shut up and (laughs) listen. You know, pay real attention to how I'm holding things. And so um, I'm relating these things, but you know, a relationship with something bigger, some, some, something bigger. Any, any, anything that it brings up for you, anything that.
3: For her or is that
0: a sort of passing I bet it, it didn't. <laughs> 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 like
1: it was the third then day she started it.
0: teaching. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: come, come. <laughs> see. It, it's process. Thank you for naming it. Yeah, you know, I, d- I mean, yeah. I don't know what was there, I can't remember now exactly what happened before, but I can, from what I've seen in the past in others and in myself is that it fluctuates but there's something that is deeply touched. Huh? There's something, it's like you've seen behind the veil of confusion, you know, you've seen the trick of the magician and after you might get confused about, tricked again, but there's something, some confidence is gained, some, something where you know, I know I'm confused, I know there's another way, I've seen, I've seen this, uh, I've experienced it, you know, and so there's, it, re- it comes with energy. Huh? That's what happens in these things. Suddenly there's energy to meet life. You're like, hold on, let me go back there and see where I get caught. Because I know I'm, I'm going to get caught again, and I know I do. But I want to find out. I can. I did. You know, I found the way out. So, so I, that's what I've, I've seen in the past. You know, and often it comes with a commitment for practice this, and a respect. You know there's, oh, okay, that's deeper than I even thought, you know. And I can't believe I had, and gratitude, you know. All these are signs, you know, that something really happened. And then, um, yeah, confusion might come again and stuff, but there's there's something. The way it's described in uh, some of the um, old uh, literature is that um, the way it works is, um, imagine a boat tied to a dock And there's a rope that ties the so uh, and the the rope is uh, very gently with the waves uh, you know touching the side of the duck and going like this like this so these are the little insights we have like this these little things you know and the way it works for liberation it says like it's like this and at some point it gives up you know but because there was this level of attention, of being attentive, being attentive, you know. And what i found in myself, in others, others who practice, students, but also senior teachers, I think that's, I can say this now, after 20 years of practice, dozen years of teaching, what is... Um, Touching, impressive for me is that the practice doesn't have to be that good that that I'm impressed by you know I, like I had the idea the preconceived idea that I had to add a perfect practice sit perfectly you know be present for the whole half hour and what I've noticed in hearing my teacher uh, uh, describe their practice to their own teacher because sometimes I had that chance of hearing my dear teachers describe their practice to their teacher and I I was there and I was listening I was like oh my god they're not that good (laughs) I can recognize my mind in what they're describing you know they get lost they get caught you know And and they have so much wisdom wow and I checked in myself and I feel like I'm moving on that path onward you know and my practice is not that pretty, you know? It's not, it's not impeccable at all, you know? But, in all these cases, I see a, a real commitment. There's, you know, I'm, I actually don't know how long it's going to take to clear that mess, <laughs> you know? I actually don't mind. I know that's the only thing to do, you know? That's the only right thing to do, is to pay attention and clear up the things. So I kind of let go of the idea of a, a time frame. <laughs> That's what I meant by freeing life. You know, freeing life to be what it. And there's a commitment, and I've seen this in others also. And um, I don't know. I I feel it's important to say that because we might have a preconceived idea that our practice is not up to you know some standard that we have that might not be necessary. It's a tricky thing to say. Because you know, one could hear, oh, you know, but that's not what I'm talking about. Do you see what I mean? Like, oh, okay. So then it should. No, it needs a lot of effort, and uh, and it's very possible to um, progress, even with a rickety mind or heart, (laughs) if that's okay to express it like this. Uh, Yes.
1: I have, in certain moments, um, not so much as feeling that this unidentification of uh, confusion, but um, going into the the essence, not staying so much observing the, the feeling, the confusion, but going into the inside of my being and i don't know how do you find the i as you say the, i mean going into the identification really if i ca- i can relate with a being rather than with the i because the i is the one that is perhaps Confused and feeling the being like in the back, yeah, inside, <laughs> yeah, is when I feel that really confusion is observed or, or gone or passed, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to explain. Yeah, this yeah, or
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, we have to find our way into these things, but maybe I'll start with me, my experience, how I... So if there is confusion, for example, big waves of confusion, oh, what am I gonna do with this situation, or whatever it is, you know. Pascal is confused. And so when I am identify with the confusion, there's just like, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna do? Oh my God, I don't know what to say, what to do. And if I sit, it could be in a sofa or anywhere, or just if I take a moment, of mindfulness, you know, and I notice that there is confusion. There's an experience of confusion. Do do you do, does it? Do you recognize something like this sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. And so then I'm not uh, I'm not uh, entranced. Uh, I'm not under the spell of the confusion. There's something a little bigger, and it's wisdom, a little larger, or some something. Maybe it's in the middle. That is awake to what's happening. You could use any imagery, uh, spatial imagery. Huh? So there could be something bigger that sees. Oh, there's a Pascal that is confused, or there could be something in the middle of the confusion that says, "Wow, that's a field of confusion in here." But there's something that recognize, that m- they might be able to recognize there is confusion or sorrow or shame or. Uh, or wanting to feel something else or to not exist there's so many diffi- difficult uh, emotions. But sometimes there can be that capacity to recognize that this is what's happening, to be awake in the middle of that. And so would that be one way to talk about this? So, I, so I'm not using the terms I and identification thing, but just mindfulness. Being aware that there is sorrow, that there is trigger, that there is activation. And to me, what recognizes this is either wisdom or compassion, tenderness. Oh, ah, this being is so confused or so, so, so irritated, so angry, tantrum, huge inner tantrum, you know, the recognition of that so it's not it's what we call the middle path it's not being totally entranced and it's not pushing away which often is one of the things we do we either are totally entranced or we don't want to feel I don't want to feel this I don't feel this we deny we push away we hate and the middle path here is to recognize so much confusion so much confusion I cannot not say that it was such a
1: recognition I can describe it like uh, in the middle of deep fear, um, like the choice, perhaps, was to, to see it, but seeing parts, but very, in again, inside. I don't know if it's the same thing. Perhaps it's the same as a description that is so difficult to the words. Uh-huh. That my choice going into the deep inside of. Oh,
0: these way. So it worked.
1: Yeah.
0: If it works, <laughs> 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 Joseph I've, often my teacher often says that it's like, the, is like, wor- is it works? If it works, you know, it this did. that's the, the mindfulness, the wisdom we're developing inside vipassana is uh, is a felt intelligence where you can feel, you've done something, you went in the middle of the, the eye of the storm where there's quietness or something like this. You feel it, you know You know it from the inside. You don't have to have somebody else tell you it works or it doesn't work in a way, you know, because you know for yourself it works. Or you're cla- clarifying something about it, you know, like there's, there's still some doubt r- around it of how to go there or how does it relate to the teachings maybe. But I would say, stay tuned. You know, go back and and uh, get acquainted with that place if it feels like it's a place, or that center if it feels like it's a center. Just learn how to go back there and feel from there, and see if it's uh, it's really helpful. It will be very clear in a felt way.
2: Yeah. Oh,
3: <laughs> well. Ahead, yeah, at different stages of the exchange, I was like, but but just um, I think it it's, it's all been said and it's fine. I guess I was just seeing a bridge between what she was saying and what you're how you're describing it, and maybe my own experience of you know, um, because in a way, everything you were describing before of the lady at the retreat and how after all this kind of being worked through all this. It kind of... I, I've i had these experiences for myself, not even through meditation practice. It's like I came to meditation practice in a way after having gone through maybe layers of liberation without being in a practice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it, it, it's ongoing, as you, it's never ending, but... Um, yeah, it
0: doesn't belong to a cushion or Buddhism, no, no. you know, no. like we're talking about <laughs> no. human nature. But about. it's uh, as if yeah. I'm...
3: I'm because the journey is never-ending of more and more openings, I'm learning to relate um, the meditation practice to what my experience has been, and it's as if I what I hear that she's saying is um, like a falling into a a, a place or a, a, a witnessing or beingness, um, and and you're talking about a developing that that um, that. Or that's what I heard anyway of de- developing that um, astuteness or that and it, but in a way it's similar it's like it's it's that loving and you say oh pascal it's this is the, it's that love like who's saying that what's saying that there's a love there and maybe it's similar to what she's saying of that deep being and I know for myself I've experienced without a meditation out, outlook but just um intense suffering in myself where maybe I was Um, meeting uh, trauma or really difficult stuff where I'd be like oh my god like ugh you know so intense and you think like oh how's this ever gonna pass or shift or and so and then it does and then you feel all that gratitude or you feel that space or that that you
0: felt it yeah Yeah. that
3: that quiet um, witnessing that's like oh my god this is hell but but with love and, and saying oh but it and underst- like understanding, oh, like you say, hmm. this is our shared suffering, or this is like through that experience, I, I did feel connected to all the suffering, but also identified and all that, all that that we describe. But um, yeah, I was just seeing the connection between. Good. You were saying. So there's a connection.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, last uh, last summer
4: when we were here, we were listening to traffic.
0: And, th- and we're here again listening yeah. to traffic <laughs> <laughs> oh traffic la la <laughs> joyfully <laughs> listening traffic to traffic, to traffic. <laughs> so, um, so then it was like I'm, I'm listening to traffic then it's like
4: I'm um, hearing traffic then hearing traffic then it was just hearing so you were saying it's just hearing it's not us and traffic it's not us doing something uh-huh. like we're not sort of actively listening well,
0: like Yeah, so yeah. So you had different experience. You're describing different experience that you had. So. No,
4: but what is happening then was hearing. So afterwards, when I would be irritated with someone, I would think, well, oh, it's irritation happening. Uh-huh. It's not me. It's just, it's irritation happening. I don't, there's something in me recognizing that. It's irritation or discontent or anxiety yeah. or something. But, so I... S- I realize it's sort of separate from the real center of me, but then sometimes I feel very benevolent, or I just feel waves of kindness or mm. compassion or something. But I don't think, oh, that's just compassion. I want that. You want that. So. <laughs> okay, own it. I want. That. <laughs> I want those things. Great, great. Now you and can. Then I thought, you yeah. With the with, um, benevolence or the kindness, you feel. Uh, you really feel love and uh, it feels right whereas identifying the irritation somehow doesn't feel right it does feel separate Mm -hmm. so it seems to me like I want to claim the good things yeah but not the bad things but is that like you know,
0: desiring something and having aversion to something? <laughs> 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 no? Well, you, I mean, d- <laughs> the answer will come from you, really. It's the attention, the mind, what we call mindfulness, that will actually clarify for yourself. You, mm-hmm. You'll see for yourself, no, it's actually, whatever Pascal says about it, you know, I like to say that irritation is irritated and that generosity is mine. <laughs> 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 I think it has
4: something more than the real me or the existence. Beautiful, yeah. It is a
0: positive. It is, it is very, yeah, it's very positive, and, and so the way I would present it is that, let's, that's how it's perceived right now, or how you want to perceive it, or how it's perceived, however it appears, and it's also, like, um, I take all these things to be, like, um, uh, research um, stuff, you know, like, I can, like, So there's a frame, a hypothesis, you know, the bad stuff is not mine, the good stuff is mine. Really, it's the heart of me. Let's work with this, you know, and see if that is uh, helpful. Is it helpful to develop the things that are helpful for yourself and others? You know, is it helpful to release the things that are afflictive for yourself and others? That's really the bottom line, you know? Um, So what I'm hearing is that when you say, oh, irritation is irritated, you know, it's less defining of you and makes you a bad person. It's easier to work with it in these it's ways.
4: It's easier to let it go.
0: Yeah. So but this it, is what I counts. Mean,
4: it, it, it may be something like in me. I mean, not yeah. I don't mean my real sense, but in my mind. Right, yeah. It is irritation, but it's irritation is a separate thing from like the real me. Yeah. And I can let it go. Great. Because it's, it's not perfect. The best part,
0: yeah, so you see for yourself. For me, it's a little different than you these days. But you know, who knows, in five years from now. where? But for me, the way I, t- I perceive it and feel it's helpful to perceive it uh, is that, yeah, there is strong irritation in Pascal. Hearing is happening, you know, hearing is happening. And uh, generosity is there, you know, and I recognize, I want to recognize the beautiful aspects of things, you know, when they're there, the beautiful qualities, and I want to nurture them and have them be there. And in the same way, when I see it in others, you know, generosity, I could, I want to recognize, wow, there's generosity in this being or r- irritation in this being, and I don't want to identify too much the things, but recognize what I value and what is helpful. So that's that's it is a little bit of a different uh, view. But that's okay. And another thing also that I like is when you describe... So I was sitting there, there, here. I was hearing the traffic. Then there was hearing happening. We see fluctuation in the perceptions. Huh? Because the thing is the same. You're sitting there, there's traffic. But the perce- it's perceived a little different. I like that. Because it shows to me that the perceptions, that's the teachings of the Buddha, the perceptions, it compared to mirage said, it appears in a certain way. Can you actually let things appear in a certain way and then appear differently, you know? Like a friend, for a few minutes, is perceived as an enemy, you know? I don't know if it happens to you sometimes, you know? It's like, why are they telling me this, you know? <laughs> Suddenly, whoa, there's a switch. And then, whoops, that perception changes, you know? Or, this is never going to end. You know, maybe a few minutes ago you were like, I love this stuff, I love this stuff. You know, I hope it's going to end too soon, you know. And suddenly, 10 minutes later, you're like, okay, enough of that now. (laughs) I want to go cook dinner, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And so the perceptions are changing. And the wisdom also is to recognize that the perceptions are changing and also that they're different from people to people. So somebody says to me, no, this is not how I see it. Like, it's not ultimate truth. (coughs) I can maybe have a little flexibility and say, like, wow, that's how it appears to them right now. That's how it appears to me. Can that be okay that it appears differently? You know? So that's a little bit about the flexibility of mind. Wow, so many things (laughs) happening in one mind, heart. I'm wondering if it uh, could be good to just sit for a few minutes together and let... The words dissolve and just see if we're hearing or hearing is happening or what's there. And sometimes in the sitting, it's grumpiness that is sitting. And sometimes it's benevolence that is uh, there. Sometimes it's listening, tuning in. And sometimes it's uh, scatteredness that is present. Can we. Uh, is it possible to just discover what is there? what form life has taken right now. The form of clock ticking, children playing, the form of breathing, consciousness, sensitivity that is there, noticing, revealing the sounds, revealing, giving life, knowing the breath. Wise is uh, is free by not clinging to any view, allowing the different views to be there. If you want to practice uh, metta-benevolence, loving-kindness for a few uh, moments, maybe you already are doing this by just the way you're meeting reality in a benevolent way. But if you want, you could uh, think of somebody you love or care about, see them or you'll have them in mind in some way and just for a moment uh, appreciate that life we could wish well to this uh, being you be healthy and strong you live with ease Another way to practice metta could be to uh, just think for a moment I release you from any expectations demand or judgments I have about you. Just a few moments completely release you from preconceived ideas about you from idealization I give you back your humanity I free you from my Judgments, expectations, fears. Will you be safe and well in your own way? For a moment, I uh, free myself from your expectations if there are any or judgments, shoulds, injunctions. I free myself for a moment your ideas about me can play with this with other beings in your life, if you want to release them just for a moment from your resentment, or anything else, just secretly for a moment, you can always pick up the resentment right after. Similarly, for a moment I release myself, I free myself from your resentment, or your ideas about who I should be, or how I should be. May all beings experience deep, deep freedom from their small views and big views and all views. Thank you so much. Wish you um, a good day. I hope all snowmobiles don't break on the way back home. <laughs> and uh, see you next week. I'll be here next, next week.
2: week. Okay. okay.